When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hey, this is Perry Chafe, and you're listening to Tobin Tonight. So, first of all, uh, thanks for doing this. Oh, it's my pleasure. It's always great to talk uh, about the show uh, to people who are interested. So, thanks for the uh, invite. First off, Perry... Where did you get your passion for writing? Where did that begin? I, I started, I guess, Alan Hocko and I kind of created Doyle back in, you know, 2007, 2008. Alan uh, Hocko had an idea about doing a kind of a father-son PI show based in St. John. So, and he kind of pitched it to me, and I, I, I loved the idea. Kind of a, a modern-day take on Rockford Files. So I immediately said I would love to talk more and together we kind of broke the show and pitched it to the CBC and we end up making a half hour pilot believe it or not because <laughs> speaking of comedy they sort of saw it as a half hour and they really only had the shelf space at the time for a half hour but doing a half hour detective show is extremely difficult it's like there's a missing bike in the case and <laughs> there's the bike over there end of case <laughs> with 22 minutes to tell the story so we ended up shooting a half hour pilot uh, for the CBC and they saw it and really liked it but then uh, realized that yeah sure it has to be an hour long and so we kind of revamped it again and made the case longer and sort of the rest is history we ended up running for six years, 77 episodes later, created the Republic of Doyle and, and are very proud of what we've done the show and very thankful for those who watched and continue to write us about creating a, a Doyle movie. So it's <laughs> it certainly helped showcase the province to the sort of the rest of the world. And all we we ended up being shown in over a hundred countries, which was kind of cool. What made Alan come to you personally? Did he know that you were a good writer on the side, or was it something that he felt that it was confident to put it in your hands? I think it's because I had some uh, sensitive information on him. <laughs> oh, okay, okay. <laughs> I had some pictures. No, uh, <laughs> he and I have been uh, were friends for a long time. Uh, he being from the Goulds. Newfoundland and I being from Petty Harbor next door. So we were kind of hanging out and he kind of liked my sense of humor and he sort of saw something in me, I guess, that I could kind of do more with it because I was sort of late in the game coming to this, you know, in my mid-30s before I made this career change to television writing. And it was a lot uh, thanks to Alan who sort of saw that in me and together, you know, he, he, he I guess he trusted me enough to take the idea with him and break the story and create the world of Republic of Doyle with him. So I'm very thankful for him. He's a, he's a super guy, very creative and talented fellow. And luckily, you know, through a lot of hard work, we were able to create something, again, that we're very proud of and we thought was representative of his original vision. And, and again, I guess the proof was in the pudding having lasted for six seasons. So 
it was a new career, and again, it came late in my in my life to be able to do something like that. So it was a dream come true. And if you don't mind me asking, what were you doing prior to <laughs> prior to this? That's that's a great question. Uh, before that, believe it or not, I worked uh, in the tourism department for the Rooms, which is the provincial archives museum and art gallery here in St. John's. Which is interesting because a big part of the show with Republic of Doyle sort of featured the city as, as a character in the show. So I was able to sort of take my knowledge of, of tourism and so on and actually incorporate it into the show, which were also, we thought, worked quite well. So, but before that, yeah, I, I just dabbled in writing up until that point, which was 2006, 2007. So I'm going into my 10th year now, as, I guess, as a writer-producer. But, you know, yeah, it all started with a, a conversation between Alan and I at the Duke of Duckworth, which was a pub. <laughs> we liked it so much, we created our own and featured it in the, in the, uh, in the series. From there, from those humble beginnings, rose Republic of Doyle. It's interesting because I think that actually really played into your hand that you were involved with the tourism power because like you said, it kind of made this city a character in itself. And knowing that kind of background, you knew which kind of spots would be hot commodities to put in the show and things that people would want to see or would come to. If you're from Newfoundland, you would know it. But if you're not, you'd come and say, oh, that's an interesting place I'd like to check out. I guess that's the side of, you know, what I brought to it in the, as, as well in the beginnings, you know, uh, that that side of it where we can actually look at this untapped, beautiful lands, rugged, rough, isolated, gorgeous coastline. The city is, you know, it's like a crayon box if you look at it. It's just so captivating and inviting and warm, which is also, you know, the formula for a great show, you know. And Alan and I studied the old classics like Rockford Files, you know, the murder she wrote and, you know, uh, all, all the old, uh, you know, the Hawaii Five-O's. And if you look at them, you know, the setting was as big a character as any any other character in the show, you know. We sort of mined that goal as much as we could and uh, got it on, on, you know, we managed to capture it on screen. And as a result, you know, the tourism and so on really boomed at the time we were showing and still is, as well as some of the, you know, the streets and, and, and the clubs and the bars that we used. You know, they they became sort of characters unto themselves, you know, and it, it worked well for our show. It really did. And how did you end up pitching it to CBC? Like, did you have a contact or did you just kind of throw it out and see what happens? Well, it's a fascinating story in itself. It's, Alan and I were working on a, a couple of other ideas as well, in addition to this one. So he got a meeting with the network exec and they sat down and Alan, I think it was Sally Cato, I, I can't remember exactly but it was a network exec with cbc and they had a great meeting and he pitched four or five of our ideas and then the last one as he was literally leaving the room so he mentioned yeah and then there's this other one i've been throwing around about a father-son team pis in st john and (laughs) and it was like instant magic it was like oh that's super interesting let's sit down and talk a bit more about that and from that conversation it turned into us writing a script, which went from an hour long to a half hour long because, again, the, sort of the, all the shelf space they had at the time, creating a Bible. And then they liked what they saw, and then they asked us to shoot a pilot, and which we did in 2008. And then they saw it again and thought that, well, it needs to be an hour, but they just fell in love with the characters. And then we knew we could create a longer and a better case 
for an hour long. So in 2009, we started shooting 12 episodes of season one, which aired in, I believe it was in the winter season of 2010. The, the joke I kind of make about the, the CBC here as well, especially at the time that you had Republican Doyle on that was really popular, was like, do you always do the promos of new shows that were coming out or well-established shows? And it was around, I think, Republican Doyle was in its mid-seasons. And uh, I looked at it and I said, oh, here's a CBC promo. They had Republican Doyle on it. This hour's 22 minutes. Rick Mercer report. And I think they were doing, yeah, Johnny Harris was just starting his thing at the time. And who was doing the song for the promo? Alan Doyle. And I was thinking to myself, like, Jesus, Newfoundlanders are running the CBC. Like, all those shows were Newfoundland, and Alan Doyle is singing it. So I thought it was interesting. Now, the other key aspect, and you just mentioned it earlier, was that it wasn't just huge in Newfoundland. It was huge in Canada and other parts of the world. What what do you think contributed to that success? I think it struck a nerve, you know, being, I, I, we're very proud that it was a family-based show, you know, about a family who was just trying to make it, you know, and get by this extended family, uh, a father-son team uh, of PIs, in essence, just trying to help others through their detective agency, you know, and it, but it just, it was such a beautiful story, you know, the characters are rich, I think they were extremely relatable, and again, the, the cases themselves were, you know, episodic, they began and ended with the show, you know, they we never carried cases over, I think there was a couple of times we did as sort of series, as season enders, but the overall character arcs, I think people fell in love with the relationship between Maliki and Rose, and Jake, and uh, eventually Leslie, you know, we started with Jake Leslie in a sort of a love triangle situation, you know, and, and him as somebody who was really trying to find his feet as a hero, which he eventually did throughout the series, you know. But I think it was just the family element where they were just these beautiful people who were just trying to, you know, do the right thing every week. I think it just, again, resonated with, with many people, and it's it's a very relatable thing, and that's I think that's why it's been so well-received in over 100 I think over 100 countries now. It seems like it's the pride of Newfoundland in a way because it's a show, and I'm going to put it, I'll try to put it as nicely as I can, in the sense that you have the Newfoundland aspect in it, of course, with the actors and the scenery, but it doesn't necessarily come across as being strictly Newfoundland-based. Like, you know how some shows, if you watch it, you can kind of tell, oh, this is Canadian content compared to American content, but it just seemed like with Republic of Doyle, you knew that it was filmed in Newfoundland, but there was no real exploitation in the sense of saying it's strictly for Newfoundland. No, we we never we never approached it like that. We we I mean, Alan and I are huge fans of the you know the art of storytelling, and you know Newfoundland is and you listed many examples of Newfoundlanders who are just good, really good storytellers. You know, and we've grown up in that environment. So all we wanted to do in the beginning was to tell an incredible, you know, just tell some great stories about our hometown through the vehicle of this private eye family you know and hopefully it would resonate with others we thought it would we weren't sure you know anytime you create a series you hope it's going to be successful but at the end of the day you know you're never quite certain but we like what we were creating and the viewership was excellent you know we were averaging i think close to a million or over a million per week which were some really good numbers that's how sort of we we just we just wanted to tell some great stories you know and hope that it would resonate and it did luckily who made the call to kind of cancel the show? Well, it, 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 I think it's out there. It's a little bit of sort of um, 
a little misleading with, with some people saying that it was sort of cancelled, but we, we kind of made the decision to end it. Alan and I had a conversation, and then our, with them, when we decided we'd like to, we discussed it with our partners at the time, uh, Rob Blackie and John Batcher. We felt like, story-wise, we were coming to a logical end of, of the series. You know, we felt like we've done everything we wanted to do. We were... At the end of season five, you know, we were, you know, had over 65 episodes or so in our, under our belt. And we felt that season six would be a nice way for us to, to end the series, you know. And, and any longer than that, I think we would have started doing a disservice to what we set out to do. I, I just think we've accomplished everything we wanted to do in those six seasons. Everybody, the characters had grown. Our audience, you know, had, had seen, uh, you know, Tinny, for example, went from, you know, a young 15, 16-year-old niece of Jake's to a uh, police officer thought it would be a nice way to end the series if her and, and Mark O'Brien's character, Des, had gotten together. You know, a nice way to bookend the series. So we just felt it was it was time. And I think as creators, it's great to go out on, uh, under your own steam. Now, you're also involved in Frontier, correct? Uh, how's that project doing? Oh, it's fantastic. We, we just finished uh, wrapping season two. Season one was uh, very successful. You know, the Discovery, Netflix... Uh, co-production and it was extremely well received uh, we were just nominated for a number of uh, Canadian Screen Awards it's a different show of course than Doyle and based on the Canadian uh, the history of the uh, fur trade and Hudson's Bay Company uh, and all these groups vying for power the you know Scottish French English uh, Aboriginal groups who are trying to take power you know uh, from the Hudson's Bay Company who sort of has a stronghold uh, on the fur trade, so it, it was a, it, it's a great it's a great series, you know. Um, we're very proud of it. Again, shooting shooting here in Saint John uh, in Newfoundland, it can be challenging, but I think again we captured what we wanted to on the screen, and it, it looks fantastic, and it's just been so well received. And hopefully, we'll uh, do some more se- uh, seasons for the show. And is that kind of your interest, Perry? Because it seems like from Republic of Doyle and Frontier, it's kind of evolving around a little bit of a of a history of Canada, but also of Newfoundland and getting that exposure. Do you, do you find that that's one of your kind of key interests? I think it is. I mean, you know, again, we 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 really wanted in Republic of Doyle to feature this place prominently. Frontier, though, uh, you know, of course, it, it's it's the Hudson's Bay area, but we're we're sort of cheating it for here, filming it here. It, it, and, but it's a, you're right; it's an historical piece, and Rob and Peter were very much interested in that particular story. But you know, we're a boutique production company. We kind of refer to ourselves as, and we just love again good good storytelling. We have a number of other shows in 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 development that are not historical pieces we have a a couple of dramas we have a horror piece that's in development we have a couple of comedies so we just we just want to make as a company we want to make you know great stories we want to make art we want to do it you know being able to do it out of our hometown um, out of our home province of, of newfoundland it's and labrador it's just that's a dream come true and we've been, you know, very fortunate to be able to do that. But we just love storytelling, and we love working with good storytellers and creative people. That That's really where we get our greatest pleasure from, you know? Perry, I don't know if Maureen told you this, but I'm a great storyteller, and I'm available to be an actor. So, you know, if you're looking for some people to fill the roles, give me a call. <laughs> uh, you, you got it, sir. We, uh, you, uh, we, we have you on file. We will definitely have to take you up on that offer. Do you like a particular genre, or is it just you have an approach that for each one? 
No, I, I, I'm a little bit of an anomaly when it comes to uh, that uh, genres. I, I am a fan of all of them, almost across the board. You know, I love the horror genre. I grew up watching horror. I always had sort of a connection to it, as well as, of course, comedy. Being from Newfoundland, if you, if you don't enjoy a comedy, then there's something missing. <laughs> they, they, you know, they, they, they just ship you, you off the to, island. They You have to go. If you don't enjoy, you know, the Codco or 22 Minutes or the Wonderful Grand Band, growing up watching those, well, you, you know, you had to. It was part of the initiation. But I, I'm a huge fan. Uh, I, again, it's for me, it's always about the story. If I find it compelling and interesting and there's some good people attached to it, I just want to tell those stories. So, And as a company, you know, we, we need to be in production uh, at all times. You know, it's a machine that we're running with a lot of people that we employ. So, But as soon as you get a series green lit, you know, and you, and you begin shooting... It, there's already a shelf life for that series, you know. If you're if you're fortunate, you get four or five, six seasons. So by the time you start shooting, it, there's already the clock is ticking. So you always need to have a portion of your team in in development and looking for the next project. And the fact that all of us, the, the team that involved in Tate the Shot, have uh, you know a varied interest in different genres. I think is healthy for the company and it just gives us more opportunity to have the machine moving and telling the stories that we want to tell. Now, you just mentioned about a shelf life for projects and you mentioned about Republic of Doyle as well and how many seasons that were. When you pitched the idea and it was greenlit, did you already as a writer know how you wanted to end or is it kind of a day-by-day, week-by-week process? Well, that was our first project together, and it, luckily we, you know, we were fortunate enough to have it greenlit. Alan and I had a general idea of where we wanted to go with the show. We it really found its legs after season two. I think we we knew exactly where we, were, where we wanted to end it. Season one, you know, you're just creating the world. With, with the network, we submit a script or two, and then what's known as a series bible, which basically, uh, tell, you know, it, it shows you what the world would look like. You know, what what the season would look like, the characters, the bios, you know, the world, St. John's itself. It's all sort of in this thing called the Bible. So we had an idea, but we really, we really didn't have a definitive ending until you know we we got in got our legs in season two and season three and then we were like oh i i can see where this would go i can see how it would end and we always sort of envisioned it as five or six seasons after season five we knew we wanted to end it the the following season and we were able to write to it which again is is such a rare thing in, in this business to be able to go out uh the way you want to so you know not in the beginning but we eventually we, you know, we arrived at where we'd like to end the show. I think having film, you know, you have to go through the process to kind of get there sometimes, you know? Yeah, for, for sure. The the other aspect I want to touch on, too, is creative control as a writer. Because you're dealing with companies like CBC, with Republic, Doyle, and then with Frontier, you're dealing with Netflix and as well. Is there ever a kind of a... A fight or a disagreement of how a certain how you think something should go and how the company thinks it should go. I think as creators, there's always a, uh, some of that, but it's been my, in my experience. You know, working with the CBC, for example, the executives were so good, and they were really you know supportive of our Alan and I my vision of the show. They just wanted to make it better, you know, and so their input was was always. You know, good. You know, and it, if it wasn't 
if we didn't take the notes that were given, it kind of sent us in another direction that got got us there anyway. If you know what I mean? Okay. They, they were they were just you know it made us look at the scripts closer and at the storylines closer. And the same with Frontier, you know, uh, dealing with Discovery and, and Netflix. They're they're really good executives who just want to make the show better and make sure we get more seasons so I, I think it's a collaborative approach and I, I don't recall any time going you know this is we, you know we can't move past it it was always collaborative and it just made you just kind of stretch your brain a little bit to find solutions to notes and so on but I, I kind of enjoy that I like dealing in a collaborative manner anyway and, and so does Alan so uh, it, it's challenging at times you know there, there are always issues but I think if you're open and you just always uh, keep those lines of communication open I, I think you get there you know I'm sorry to tell you this, but Perry, I went and I found some footage here, and I'm going to play it for you. It's uh, you and Alan went in and said to the CBC executives, if we don't do it our way, we're challenging to an arm wrestling contest. And uh, I got it. No, I'm only kidding. Uh, I, I, would, I would think that would be enjoyable, though, if that was actually on an episode where it was Republican. It's like Doyle meets his CBC executives, and uh, you have a discussion of, like, this is where I think the show should go. And they're like, no, no. And then a big fight breaks out. But I, I think it would be enjoyable, though, just to actually add that to the ritual of before you become a Newfoundlander, you have to sit down and watch one whole season of Season of Doyle. <laughs> well, I appreciate that. That would be uh, that would be uh, that would be fantastic. I think they, uh, you know, you were officially an honorary Newfoundlander then. But not just the Republic of Doyle, though. You'd have to watch Twenty Two Minutes, Godco. You'd have to, you know, uh, uh, Rick Mercer. I mean, these are all fantastic shows with Newfoundlanders. You know, I'm so proud. Uh, like you, you mentioned earlier, Brian. What you know. Uh, if you walk through the CBC, it's so great to see the faces of Newfoundlanders doing well there, and it's something to be very uh, proud of. That's going to do it for this episode of Tobin Tonight. Our thanks to Perry Chafe for coming on the show. Remember, you can find past, present, and future episodes on TobinTonight.com, Spotify, and iTunes. Follow us on Twitter, like us on Facebook, and leave a comment or two. For Tobin and myself, this is Jacob saying, thanks for listening, and good night. What happens when we play outside? We become healthier, both mentally and physically. We become more creative and more focused. We connect with nature, each other, and ourselves. Let's Take This Outside, a new podcast hosted by me, Marianne Iveson, an aspiring outdoor athlete and nature lover. I speak to athletes, outdoor professionals, and scientists about their connection to nature, how it affects their performance and everyday life. Let's Take This Outside, available on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and Google Podcasts, and at letstakethisoutside.ca. It is your favorite girl. That's right, it's the Ali Mars, the one and the only. Everyone else just ain't me. I am the host of Welcome to Mars, a lifestyle podcast where nothing is off the table. I have come a long way from sex and dating and have transformed the new vibe to all things lifestyle. We still talk sex, but I'm more interested in the journey, where people have come from, how they made it, and where they're going. Subscribe or follow to a brand new look and a brand new era. Welcome to Mars. Subscribe or follow on Apple, Spotify, Google, or at theallymars.com. Because even with the new look, I'm still that same bitch you love to hate. Another Sound Off Media Company podcast.